Welcome to Chunks Chats. I'm Tiffany, and I started a hair clip business called Chunks out of my basement in Seattle in 2019, and it went from a one-woman show to now a team of 15. This is where I chat about growing our small business, responsible manufacturing, and all the nuances in between. Today, we have a very special guest, another special guest, Lupe, who is our brand director. Hi, Lupe. Hi. (laughs) Thanks for finally coming on. Hi. (laughs) How are you doing today, Lupe? I'm doing all right. I am working from home. I have an event later tonight that I'm going to that I'm excited about. What kind of event? I have like a, a friend that I made out here in New York who started this um, Substack that she started with Vogue and she is hard launching it tonight. So nice. I'm excited for that. I've been working on mood boarding today, sent out an SMS. How is working from home so far away from us? I know. How was that? I'll admit it was hard at first. I mean, working from home is such a new concept. Like we don't, for a lot of us, yeah. you know. Okay, for context, just for people who are listening, Chunks is based out of Seattle, and Lupe used to work at Prism in Ballard. Yes. And then you started working here, and then, like, shortly after, you moved to New York. Yeah. And I was like, no! But then, very quickly, I was like, oh, but you can direct (laughs) photo shoots there. And it worked out even better. So now you're in Brooklyn. Yeah, now I'm in Brooklyn. I mean, long story short, I used to live in Seattle. I lived there for six years. I went to school there. I'm not originally from there, but I moved there in 2016. I also worked at the store in Seattle, which I eventually started to manage after I graduated. And I helped Amy, the owner there. I was her assistant buyer and also just, you know, managed everything that was a brick and mortar. So I would do like social media for them. I would do all of these photo shoots for like campaigns that they would have. But it was it was a small business, so I wore so many hats. It's just Amy and I who like ran it for that mm. time. So I got laid off actually, as many small business owners would probably relate to this. But Prism like laid everyone off because they were like, we don't know what's happening. A brick mm. and mortar, you know, just really depends on the business of everyday people walking into their store. And so things when shit went down, mm-hmm. we shut down the store. And, you know, I was without work for about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. I always tell people that that was like the best year and a half of my life, to be honest. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. I know like, you know, the pandemic fucking sucked. It was yeah. awful for yeah, so yeah. many reasons. Right. But I think that something as difficult as what it was, like it flipped the world upside down and it revealed so much of like what was not working previously, right? So like we were all going, at least I felt like I was going 100 miles an hour all the time. Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. didn't really take care of myself, my body, my, I didn't like give myself the space that I needed to really, I don't know, like feel good. And so the pandemic gave me that. I was at home every day. I started like cooking. I started running. I was reading like I was going through books like crazy. I took time to myself. So I I did that for about like a year and a half. And then I, well, unemployment ran out. So they were like, you need to like get your ass back and work. And I was like, okay, fine. So I started looking for work. And at the time, Zach and I were actually looking to move because we were not loving Seattle for many reasons. But we were looking to move and I was actually applying to different jobs in 
already in New York, but then also Zach's work was trying to like line up shit to like figure out if we were going to be even able to do it. So it was like so up in the air. So I decided to just get something quick, like part time, something I can just like start making cash. And I don't know how I came across Trunks because I actually did not know about Trunks until like obviously like I saw this job you posting. Got the job. Mm-hmm. I think you told me that like you a friend sent it to or you saw it through a friend or something. Yeah, there was somebody on Instagram that was posting like job listings on because mm. it was a time where everyone was like without work because they were still feeling like the repercussions of the pandemic and all of that. Yeah. And so, so there was people that were really, you know, coming together and like putting up job listings and um, mm. something came across. It was Trunks was hiring for like shipping people, but I applied to it because I needed some cash. And I was like, this honestly, like I remember the first thing that I because I don't I wouldn't just like work anywhere for cash or else it would, you know, just like do anything. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I did look into the brand. And the first thing that I that really stood out to me was your slogan that was like proudly made in China. And I had never seen anything like that before. I was like really drawn to like how to the point, direct, honest, and like really opening up a conversation that I had never heard before being Mm. spoken of. So I loved that aspect of it. I applied and then I got a job. Yeah, that was what, in 2021? Yeah. Yeah, because my calendar just told me it was like your two-year anniversary the other day, which happy two-year anniversary, Lupe. Happy two years to me. (laughs) Yeah, so it was around this time. I guess so. It was September. I got the job. I was helping with shipping. I mean, I really enjoyed it. The like couple months that I did get to do it, just packing boxes. It was a good intro back into working after a year and a half of being off work. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I did. We both are like, yeah, it's one of my favorite jobs. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. I think honestly, I look back fondly on it because it is, I get so much decision decision fatigue at Mm -hmm. in my current position where I have to like use my mind so much that sometimes I just want to turn it off Mm. and that job did that for me but still having like the gratification at the end of the day of like I did something I shipped x amount of things out like look at all of this and I think that's why yeah and then like a couple months in I remember I think I started giving you more like creative work because I was like, oh, you can do you like have a really great sensibility. You've already, you know, done photo shoots and stuff. And so I was like really happy to give you give you more, which I don't know if you wanted it because you seem to have liked shipping. But <laughs> but yeah. you're game, but you were down. That's the thing. I like I will give you my opinion about things Mm -hmm. without realizing what that will do like (laughs) i remember that i was just like shipping but you would still do one-on-ones at the time with everyone on your team and you would have one-on-ones with me and you would just ask me stuff and like if you ask me i will it'll get me going i will talk to you about you know thoughts ideas whatever. And I think that that's what happened. Our both of our personalities kind of meshed in that like, you are really receptive to somebody that is like, willing to tell you things and like, be honest with you and like, riffraff and work on something together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will also do that. So yeah, um, that's I think that that's kind of when the possibilities of more opened up, we like yeah. started talking about things. And I think you were also 
starting to scale chunks. You were realizing like what you had and you want to like, you know, work to its fullest potential. And I think at the time you were starting to build out email marketing flows. Mm -hmm. And then also you were doing a rebrand at the time. And Mm -hmm. so I think I was kind of like a sounding board for you to like really talk through that. That's right. I did really appreciate having the sounding board and having someone who would just give me their honest opinion. And, and then, then I, I actually we... was moving. Then I was yeah, like, oh, yeah, I'm actually piecing out. <laughs> I know, very quickly after. You might have done like one photo shoot or something and then you're like, and I'm moving. And I'm leaving, yeah. Bye. And I told you, cause I was like, this is something that I wanted. Like, even though I did see potential and like what was happening at Chunks, I had to kind of stay true to what I knew I wanted, which was yeah. to bounce. I needed to leave Seattle. And so I I was like, okay, I know we've been like doing this fun stuff and it's been really cute, but like I need to go. <laughs> um, I didn't think that I could ask for a position remotely. Like I just didn't know the possibilities. Like yeah. I would imagine you saying like, no, sorry, like you're gone. Like yeah. I just thought that it was it. And so I told you and then you were like, I think it was like days later you like offered the position. Yeah, yeah. I was like mildly devastated when you were like, I'm gonna leave. (laughs) But then I think we had already done like maybe one photo shoot where we kind of realized like how hard it is to do photo shoots in Seattle, at least for chunks. Yeah. So then I was like, oh yeah, yeah. I saw the opportunity there. Yeah, I mean, that was like the main thing. The main draw I think was the access we would have in New York to do these shoots. I mean, out here, like you can access all the models, all the photographers from like every price range too. Like obviously there's like really high end, like you think New York fashion, you know, all of that advertisement out here, but there's also like such a wide range. People that are Mm -hmm. like trying to get into it and like will take a job with a smaller brand. They're really excited to work with smaller brands. So you have access to all of that out here. And it's, yeah, and you knew that at the time. I like knew it, but I like didn't know it. Like Mm -hmm. I was like, if you say so, I'll go out there and we'll do this. Yeah. But yeah, when you offered that position, I couldn't say no. I was like, duh. Like I was ready to go out there and like have to look for a job or figure it out, so. Yeah, Yeah, that was, I feel like that was kind of a time of like, really figuring shit out and kind of just blindly uh, yeah blindly figuring shit out because you went from like shipping specialist to brand director basically yeah um and the reason why i gave you that title was because not only were you like an art director you'd be you know like directing the creative but you would also be managing the marketing so it was like you're doing art direction you're also managing the email marketing and you're bridging that gap of like producing the content and then also managing like all the content into, you know, our marketing channels. And that is yeah. really just like brand forward. So yeah. yeah, my understanding of the job has definitely evolved. Like I I understood it as being like, I'm just creating like visual assets for the brand and then obviously like giving them out to each channel to get like kind of you know, presented in whatever channel it is that we're doing a campaign or whatever. But as I understand the the role now, it's more like I am like the main advocate so that we show chunks and it's like 
voice and visuals the way that it should be in each respective channel, right? So like, mm-hmm. like who is Trunks on Instagram stories? Like what do we communicate there? What do we communicate like on our website? What is Trunks on, you know, an e-commerce platform mm-hmm. in our copy, in our newsletter? I kind of see like a brand as like, a living personality and like it's so dynamic it wouldn't act or talk the same way in every scenario mm-hmm. in every channel it, yeah it, it kind of speaks differently in every channel um, respectively and so yeah I remember those days those early days though when when you moved to New York and I feel like it was kind of difficult to figure out what the what your position was at the beginning and i see now in hindsight like of course it was fucking difficult because like we were just starting photo shoots we were just starting email like we were just building up all those things from mm-hmm. scratch and neither of us had even really done that you know in a professional sense so we were just going into it kind of blind yeah. And then you were also like moving to a totally new city at the time. So was that like a hard time in your life? I feel like at first it was a little hard. I think it was because I am a people person. Like I feed off of people's energy a lot. It helps when I'm around people, it helps me get out of my head because I'm also a very like anxious, like in my head type of person. So if you don't get me out of there, I will make up. I like stories about the situation Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so like not being able to talk to people like and having sounding boards and like feeling people's energy and all of that that you get being in an office with somebody like made that really difficult for me at first Mm -hmm. so there was that and then also paired with like I don't really know what I'm doing I will definitely pretend like I do and push forward until I eventually figure it out but It's honestly a blur, but I do remember it being difficult. (laughs) I feel like we've hit our groove now and I see how much more just like confident in your role you've become because I I remember those early days and we had a lot of like tricky conversations about what your job was and like I didn't even know either. So in the past like year and a half, you've obviously, I feel like you're still doing what you started out doing, you've just leveled everything up. Like you've leveled up our creative and how that gets fed into kind of our marketing. What has been your steepest learning curves since that time? I think for me is like, sometimes we set ourselves on like a trajectory. Like we we get together, we strategize and we create a plan. And then like getting on that plan and then pivoting is really hard for me sometimes. And so it's it's a matter of like being okay with things, just like going back a few steps. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's where I've had to be like, okay, it's okay to recalibrate and, you know, change course a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think that's what the leader position is the main advocate for. It's like, where are we steering the ship? And I think rarely are ships steered in one direction and stay that direction. Even if it seems like they are on the outside, I feel like once you get into any company, you realize how much pivoting goes on. Even if you're, even if like, you know, your goal is always still towards 
a sales number or something. But mm -hmm. to get there, you have to pivot a bunch inside. I, I know it's painful for <laughs> the team, <laughs> but I think it's I think it's like a necessary part. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, totally. And then yeah. there's times too where like I feel like you've been like this is the goal. And then you have a whole team of people that are actually in the nitty gritty and the everyday of executing this goal and they can kind of advise you mm -hmm. otherwise. Yeah, I think my biggest learning curve has been just within building the team, just all the communication that happens. Yeah. And I think that's been the most challenging part and the most rewarding and something we, you know, talk about pretty often mm -hmm. about our workflow and how yeah. we communicate. And it's just like all the assumptions that I would normally make. Like if someone has an opinion, I just expect them to like tell me, but not everyone's going to tell me their opinion. And yeah, and I bet it's especially difficult being a, like a leader or somebody's boss. You expect somebody to tell you how they feel, but then you also need to recognize that you are somebody's boss and they might not be as honest or like as you know, you, there's like a power dynamic there. Yeah. So you, yeah. like you just have to like cultivate kind of that space. I will say, I think that we're really great at communication. I feel like it's been a learning curve, but we've gotten really good at it. I, I was talking about right. how many meetings I have every day. And honestly, it's a lot, but I think it's so <laughs> important. It's so important. I mean, it's also like my job. Like I've been thinking about it. I'm like, my job is not really to like, execute much like I'm not like out here like putting together graphics or like mm -hmm. actually taking a photo like my job is all communication mm -hmm. I have zero hard skills <laughs> so, like, that's not true you put okay. together emails <laughs> you know how to that's do that that's true right yeah I put together an email but you know what I mean like it's all just I have to like use my words mm -hmm. that's my main my number one job is to just talk to people yeah and communicate yeah. So now that we've like hit our groove, what is it like to have a day in the life as Lupe in your role? Take us, take us step by step, scene by scene. It depends on the week, I feel. I think I like my job because it doesn't always look the same. Like it, mm -hmm. it's very different week yeah. by week. It depends on what's going on at Chugs, but I guess I could break it down into two categories. Like my week is divided into like short-term projects and long-term projects. Mm -hmm. So like my short-term projects are like the immediates. So like this Friday we're dropping this collection or we're doing the sale or whatever. And that's like short-term. Um, if we're dropping a collection or doing a sale, like I am working with a team with socials on helping Tasha get content put mm -hmm. together I'm basically a sounding board for Tasha like she does all social media but I work really closely with her to like figure out you know what the grid's gonna look like she'll send me like ideas I sent her ideas captions stories send her edits all of that I work with Rojo our graphic designer to make sure that all of like the any graphics are done so if there's a flyer for the sale or if the banner needs to be like a graphic or something like I'm working with them to like figure out what that should look like, give them edits, give them ideas. And then, you know, I'm creating newsletters, SMS to send out that week, where I'm working with Kim to get the website to look a certain way for the week. Mm -hmm. And then if it's long-term projects, so I I'm always looking ahead. So like the next drop, the next two drops that we're having, 
doing kind of like the initial legwork of creating, you know, a treatment board, an Insta board, like trying to think through how we're going to like market this campaign visually. Yeah. So I'm thinking about like next month's drop, you know, what kind of imagery are we going to do? Is this going to be a big campaign? Is it going to be a smaller campaign? Am I going to do a shoot? Like, what do I want? the visuals for that to look like. I create a mood board. I create a treatment board with Rojo for like graphics. I'm hiring people like photographers, models, or Mm -hmm. hairstylists. Other long-term projects could be like strategy. So like coming up with ideas for the next few months on like newsletters or. Yeah, we just started like, or kind of reconfigured our strategy, right? Like we meet at the top of the week. Yeah. Figure out our goals for the month, especially going into Q4, and break those goals down into like smaller, you know, bite sized chunks. And then at the end of the week, we get together with Jill, who's our wholesale manager. So it's like the three of us. Yeah. And kind of go over our goals as a team. Cause I kind of see you as like the, the person who's like watching out for our e-com side of the business and then Jill's like the wholesale side of the business yeah I feel like I for my long-term projects I'm I'm more so checking in with you like being like okay like what does the next couple months look like all of that and then like short term I'm like working with everyone that's like actually executing all of those things but yeah long-term projects also can include like I don't know, like right now we're redoing our website. That's another thing Like that takes a couple months. I'm working with our developers to make sure that all the things that we have in mind are being done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's kind of my week. I mean, there's weeks where I have shoots. Those are I think that those are the most like exciting parts of my jobs where I like get to go on set and work with a team of creatives to execute all of the photography. Yeah. How is that going? Is that your favorite part of the job? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's an obvious, like, fun part. Like, I get to, like, go on set and, like, I just love working with other people because, mm-hmm. like I said, I don't have any skills per se. <laughs> no, I, I like, I am, like, I feel like I'm I'm a good stylist. Like, I, that's, like, my one hard skill, I would say. Like, on set, I do style a lot. I, I do most of the styling, um, whether it's, like, prop styling or clothing, but... I do love working with creatives because like they get to bring my ideas to life. Like I have these ideas in my mind and I can kind of translate those ideas through visuals and a mood board and a treatment board. But for them to be able to actually execute it is such a treat. Like that's so nice. Like, thank you. Yeah. You're underselling yourself. I feel like you have so many skills, like you knock it out of the park with all of our photo shoots. And every time I'm just like, fuck, Lupe killed it. Like you're still the one that like puts all the puzzle pieces together and like gives you, gives the photographer and the whole team like your vision for it. And you always do such an amazing job. And I lean on you a lot to like, not only take care of the creative, I, I love this in a, in a team member, but someone who like is so good with the creative, but also is like super organized which yeah. you do. Yeah, I feel like all of your creatives on your team are really organized. I know. It's great. It's really nice. I'm, I'm like starting to not believe. I mean, I know that you're not like you, you don't identify as such, but I feel like a lot of people that I know that are creatives are really organized because at least for me, like it helps me. Yeah, contain the chaos. With, 
can yeah contain the chaos of it i guess i have my own ways of being organized i mean i got i got here somehow <laughs> yeah you yeah you are you always say that and i'm like you kind of have to be i don't know <laughs> i'm organized enough where yeah. i can prioritize the things that need to be prioritized i guess I'm like, Shan you know, Shannon mentioned she loves cleaning. Mm-hmm. If you should see her house. I'm the same way. I'm like, I have to have everything clean so that the mess that's going on in here yeah. can like flourish yeah. and like have its space. Like yeah. it can't all be a mess. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot be in like a chaotic environment because it will drive me fucking crazy. Yeah. Well, Lupe, you you were working in retail before this, but like... What you're doing now, like directing photo shoots, doing marketing stuff, like managing a brand, is that what you thought you would always be doing? I feel like I have always, I can truly say that I've always been somebody that's been interested in fashion Mm -hmm. and self-expression and art. Like that has always been a part of me ever since I was younger like a little girl I I remember I used used to love reading and and drawing I used to love to draw so I've always had like a creative mind but I think I kind of fought against it being my job for a long time like I I went to school for international development and gender and sexuality studies so I really wanted to work in government or like a nonprofit to you know do work around women in poverty specifically But I'm also like a very jaded person. And I immediately realized that I just did not have the attitude, the positive outlook on life Mm. to be able to do that work. Yeah. So I pursued work in in fashion and branding and marketing. So it kind of makes sense now, like in retrospect, like it's like, yeah, it's always been a part of me, but. It totally makes sense to me because you're very much like a fashion girl, but. Do you think you fought it because you like didn't think it was meaningful enough work? Yeah, I think there was a part of me that felt that I also didn't go to school for it. So I was like, ah, like it would just take longer or like it would be a bigger lift. So many people I know either like went to school for it or like had been in it since they were really young. Mm-hmm. But we live in such a different world anymore. Like it doesn't matter what you go to school for or like what you did when you were 25. Like you can always start over now. Like. Do you think you'll ever go back to, you know, what you thought you'd be doing before, like working at a nonprofit? No, no, I don't think so. I I think I've increasingly, like most of us, have become so apathetic and just like heartbroken by the world. I just don't see myself getting into that. (laughs) (laughs) Is that sad? Yeah, I think. (laughs) I'm so heartbroken. Like, I'm so apathetic. This is not the person you want, like, doing that kind of work. Yeah, I think you're right. You (laughs) You do need somebody that is hopeful. Yeah. That, like, has, like, a good, I'm just like. Yeah, your spirit's already been broken. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Exactly. But I I feel like that, like, my experience in school and, like, that part of my identity and my interests still kind of follow through in everything that I do today. It's not black and white. Like, everything is kind of, like, married in in some capacity. So I still bring that passion that I have for that type of kind of, like, social justice work, I guess you would say. Yeah. Into everything that I do. Yeah. I think I had that resistance to, like, 
going into like fashion because I was like, it's such a frivolous, I don't know, not meaningful enough work. So yeah. I I was at, at like a crossroads where I almost went back to school for like sustainable design and blah, 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 because I, I needed to do something more meaningful. But I've, I've found my meaning in doing this. And luckily I have because I... You know, like I know that if I just went for the work that I thought I should be doing that would make a change in the world, I wouldn't be happy doing that because I'm not meant to do that kind of work. So. Yeah, I mean, for me too, it's like, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this on this podcast. It's like talking to my boss, but I do feel like sometimes I see work as being like work. Like it's like, it's, we're all just trying to like survive in the world and pay our bills. Like, yeah. Sometimes, like, I, I try to not attach too much meaning to everything that I do. It Like, the meaning can just be, like, I'm just having fun. Like, it's just, I'm just having fun. And it's, like, not my job to fix every problem. Because then when mm-hmm. I do think about it that way, then it becomes overwhelming and mm-hmm. sad and depressing. But I actually really thoroughly enjoy what I do. I feel really lucky. Yeah. Attaching, yeah. I feel like we're always trying to attach meaning to everything. And that can be hard. Yeah, we are meaning-making creatures, humans. Yeah, But, I mean, me too. Like, if I didn't have to, like, make a living, I often fantasize about living in a commune with my friends. Same. Same. Every day. Like, I remember (laughs) when I said being unemployed was the best time of my life. (laughs) Yeah, and we could just, like, cook meals, like, garden, grow our own food make beautiful meals like hang out I don't know build a house like what what else yeah. would you do on a commune you know like run a little shop totally do Dude. things that just like you know there it's not for money it's just pleasure but then you know you will you would find purpose in that you'd figure out like activities and things like that like it would it would not get boring I hate when people are like you'd get so bored and I'm like no it wouldn't no no you because then you out. create a community that's that's reliant on each other so you can't just lay in bed like you have to like deliver eggs to your neighbor you know like (laughs) you want you have you create dependencies within a community yeah for sure I always I always tell my friends that we're like we've made like a very unofficial pact that we're going to eventually start a commune especially because like who can afford a house anymore like i don't know but at least not in the timeline that our parents were able to afford a house like yeah it takes so long so with my friends i'm like y'all want to just like put all of our savings together and do something (laughs) because you know that is the millennial dream i will say like everyone i I talk to they're like me too i know millennials are so annoying (laughs) we're so depressed and we're just like Let's start a commune. Dreaming of a future that we're not acting on. Yeah, exactly. We're just a bunch of complainers. I will (laughs) attest to that. (laughs) Anyway, I got some questions here for you. Wait, did you? You didn't do a call out on Instagram. No, I just came up with these. (laughs) (laughs) Me and Shannon, right? Okay. Oh, okay. Well, I'm excited. Shannon Rosen. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's see. What are three things you can't live without? That was my question. I can't. My bed. Oh, I love my bed. <laughs> you 
You've said this before, yeah. I love my bed. What do you um, like about it? Like the mattress or just your bed in general as a resting place? I think it's being horizontal, like just like laying. <laughs> you know, not like having to sit up. Mm, yeah. I think that part, it's just cozy. Yeah. I love being cozy. What else? Can't I live without? I love food. I do love. You could definitely you. could not live without food. I definitely couldn't, but I really can't. Like, like access to good, like. Yeah like produce like obviously you could get calories in whatever way but yeah. you're a foodie i'm a foodie yeah. i love food that's why i got um, you for what christmas or something last year oh yeah you got me like a package of i feel like i used all of that up like oh. all of, i love like nothing makes me happier than like a specialty food store that like sells all of like the olive oils or like the spices and like you know all the things all right good to um, know you're getting all that same shit again this year <laughs> all the same stuff yeah. <laughs> yeah and then what else is do i have to say another one yeah one it? more one more yeah um, food, bed food <laughs> bed, bed food water, water. <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> um my friends i love people i okay. really do i really thoroughly enjoy like if i go a few days of being alone like mm -hmm. that's how you know i'm not well like mm. i need to be around some people yeah yeah me too okay yeah. bed food friends there you go that's good <laughs> what will you be wearing or living in this fall or winter oh let's as say. our residential like fashion girl fashion girl <laughs> and i need uh, ideas no, no. I'm really excited for. Well, I'm I'm currently looking for more like tall boots because mm. I I don't like in the winter I get really bummed when I'm like wearing pants all the time. So I really want to wear like dresses with tall boots or like mm. skirts with tall boots or even some of my shorts with tall boots. Okay. Um, like heel or no heel? Well, obviously no heel because I live like in New walking. York. I can't really okay. walk anywhere <laughs> with yeah, an actual true. heel. But like tall boots and yeah i mean i love like a long coat like a, that's like essential okay. and then right now i'm looking for a zip up like a like a popovers half zip sweater like a good okay. knit but like a half zip like it starts here this is the thing about me like i'm not like looking for like the most like extravagant maximalist thing i find pleasure in like very small details yeah yeah <laughs> Like the fact that I'm looking for like the perfect half zip knit. What do you mean a is... half zip knit? Like you know how like you have a knit that zips up from here down here, but no, like it starts up here, like a half zip. That's and a very like... <laughs> good luck. Good. That's a very oh, specific. I think I can find it. Like it's like full length. Like it's not a crop not... knit. No, it's like a full knit, and the zip starts here. Oh, I've never seen that. All a right. popover, You've like a. Seen it. You, Tasha, do I sound crazy? Please edit me out if I sound okay, crazy. Okay, maybe I'm just not picturing what you're talking about. Uh, Tasha just looked it up for me. Oh, is that what she's talking about? Yeah, it's like it's <laughs> Oh, okay. She's like, that's ugly. <laughs> well, these <ones> <laughs> But like the perfect knit, the perfect color, the perfect feel, the perfect fit. Okay. So just like basics, but with very particular details. Yes. That's how I shop all the yeah. time, basically. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I'm a very pragmatic, 
creative, I would say. Like, yeah, I, I you are. Know. Yeah, that's how I would describe you. <laughs> okay, here's Shannon's question. <laughs> What's your best joke? <laughs> no, sorry, Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I would be like, no, skip. <laughs> skip. Yeah, like, what would she say? Ask yeah. her the same question. She... That's a hard fucking question. <laughs> she said that if is hard. asked me that, I would probably say my life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, that's good. That is good. Damn. <laughs> okay, next question. This is mine. What cities have you lived in? Oh, I've lived in a lot of cities. Um, Start chronologically. Like when I was a baby? Sure. Okay, I was born in... Puebla, Mexico. Okay. I moved to Columbus, Ohio. Okay. And my whole childhood was there. Okay. And I moved back to Mexico, Mazatlan, when I was 17. And then I lived in Mexico City for like a year. And then I lived in Columbus, Ohio again. Then Seattle okay. for like six years. That was like my longest, I feel, apart from Columbus. And then New York. What's been your favorite city so far? Just the one that has your heart? Probably Mexico City. For like deep personal reasons. Like it just, every time I go back, it feels like home, even though it really wasn't my home Mm -hmm. when I was little. It's just more like what it represents and the feeling that it gives me that Mm -hmm. feels like home. Um, And it's a great city. I mean, it's been really trending in the last few years. um, Yeah. Rightfully so. But yeah, it's it's great. Totally. I I feel like like people have been rediscovering Mexico City. Yeah, it's like no longer dangerous in their eyes. Yeah. And it has like amazing food. Very good food. Apparently. Yes. Well, let's see. Stripes or polka dots? Stripes. That's whose question that is. (laughs) Shannon's. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Definitely stripes. I'm sorry. I can't do polka dots. Although I do have a polka dot top somewhere, but I rarely wear it. Yeah. You know, I've been thinking when polka dots will ultimately make their comeback because they everything will. eventually does, right? Yeah. I mean, I do I, I do hesitate, hesitate from like discounting anything. I think that sometimes like polka dots in particular, like could be cute if they're styled correctly, like what Mm -hmm. garment is it on, like what size the polka dots are on. Like, but if you're just gonna pose like a striped polka dot question, definitely stripes, but. All right, best form of egg, also Shannon's question. (laughs) This is a good question. I love a fried egg, but when it's like very crispy on the edges. Okay. What brands are inspiring (laughs) you right now? I have no commentary about the eggs. <laughs> no commentary. You don't have a favorite egg. Um, you know what I love? I love a Japanese egg custard. I know that's very oh, specific. It's like flan, it's, no? Yeah, it's so fucking good. It's like a savory. Oh, it's savory. Yeah. It's not sweet. It's savory. Oh, okay. Yeah. When I went to Japan years ago, I remember like going to the Seven Eleven and like. They had these egg custards and I was eating them every day. But I think I remember them being oh. a little sweet, but maybe not. And I was like, this is basically fun. <laughs> yeah, they probably have that too. Really good. But it's like really silky. Yeah. Next question. What brands are inspiring you right now? I don't know. I feel very <laughs> uninspired lately. I mean, yeah. I could go with like kind of like the 
go-tos right now that are having their moment that are truly inspiring, like Sandy Lang. I feel like we keep like talking about them and seeing what they're doing because they're really killing it. But I realized this actually earlier today. I haven't been paying attention to brands a lot lately. There's just so many now. Like, that, yeah. And also, I, I just find like myself the... like, like I don't want to get inspiration from a brand because mm, then it's like, yeah, you're just kind of regurgitating. It's inspiration from inspiration. Like, yeah. just go the direct source, live your life. Yeah. All right. Last question. What's your guilty pleasure? Reality TV, probably. Mm, Which I don't feel guilty. Okay. Fuck it. It's my pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> What what specific shows? Well, as of late, well, for a few years now, um, <laughs> Real Housewives. But this week I've been watching um, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Hilarious. So good. Salt Lake City. Oh, I know. So random. <laughs> if you know, you know. And if you don't, I'm sorry. But it's so good. <laughs> really? Are they all Mormon? Well, there's one i think two of them that are ex-mormons so that's mm. like kind of part of their their shtick but they all are in the mormon world so they have things to say about it but they're obviously not mormon like definitely not mormon <laughs> i feel like i've watched reality tv enough to like really pick out those that like want to do it for fame and then the those that like are just meant to have a camera on them all the time uh-huh. yeah and like that's those are the people that keep you going like you're, like, oh, you're just like so interesting and so i stopped watching the bachelor bachelorette for that reason there's like it's stupid and then love is blind mm-hmm. love island mm-hmm. so good have you seen too hot to handle no should i it's pretty good it's like all these hot people go on an island thinking that it's gonna be like love island or it's just gonna be hookups but then the twist is that it's actually too hot to handle where the whole premise <laughs> is that you can't hook up with anybody. Oh, it's actually too hot to handle. <laughs> and if you do hook up with somebody, then like it takes away from the big pot of money that you could earn. Oh, okay. So and you have to actually, you actually have to like put in work to like create like real emotional like relationships with people and not just hook up of course i will watch it probably (laughs) all right well thanks lupe yeah thanks this wasn't that bad i feel like at this point i'm like we can keep going (laughs) see we loosened up by the end you were you were all nervous (laughs) also is my voice gonna sound sexy because i don't have one of those mics Tasha. Listen to the other interviews that we've done that were like with people that were not in Seattle. I think so. I think they sound fine. Yeah. They sound fine. fine. Okay. Fine or sexy? Fine. (laughs) Just fine. (laughs) Just fine. (laughs) Okay. Well, you let us know if you think Lupe's voice sounds sexy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, Tasha's keeping all all of that in. I'm just like, what is this podcast going to even be about? Like, what are we? Was it all right? It was just towards the end where it got a little. Sure. 
Okay, well, thanks, Lupe. If you like this episode, rate and review this episode and subscribe to the show. Did you know that you can rate and review every episode and it really helps us out? You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at chunks.shop and send us a DM if you have any other topics you'd like us to talk about. Okay, bye. Bye. (laughs) I just heard like a gulp. (laughs) I'm sorry, I was drinking water, I forgot. Thank you.